Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. takes place after the first season of Riverdale and also after Dark. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. <laughs> oh, God, that was really gross, Pete. That was... Yeah. Oh, my God. Please don't... Super, do I'm super gross. <laughs> you guys happy I'm doing The Voice with you this time? I am. What a great yeah. season ending surprise. Oh. Yeah, that's a good twist. Also, um... Well, you have a secret brother, so that's pretty cool. Oh man, I wish I had a secret brother. Does it do any of you guys? I feel like we've learned a lot about each other over the course of this Riverdale podcast, and with this breaking down the final episode of the first season of Riverdale, are there any other secrets, dark secrets, you guys want to reveal? Because as we know, secrets never go away; they just make things worse. I mean, I have a, I have a regular brother, two of them. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you have two brothers? Yeah. Yeah, I've only met I've only met one of them. Yeah, I keep one a secret. Oh. I'll be honest, I'm a terrible person. I don't think I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like I he lives in Denver. You don't like to brag. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like to throw my extra brother around in your face. Sure, sure. And don't Uh, tell him I called him an extra brother. Uh, that Pete, sounds sad. <laughs> I don't know if you can top that, but Pete, you got any uh, dark secrets you want to share? No, but I did know that he uh, had an extra brother, but I remember like it would come up randomly, like uh, hanging out with Justin, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's right. There is another brother out there. Huh. Yeah. What's his name? N- Nustage? No, his name is Riverdale. Oh, so, that's why it's so crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Well, let's no, talk. His name is Max. Oh, okay. All right. That's good to know. 
Hey, Max, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, he sh- he <laughs> shut it off right after I called him the expert. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let's get into this episode since a lot of stuff went down. Now, the uh, Too the, much stuff for one ap- episode, if you ask me. Yeah, for those of you who have not been watching Riverdale and decided to listen to the final episode after show podcast of the last episode of Riverdale, Jason Blossom, a kid, in a, the little town of Riverdale has been murdered. It stole the town's innocence. And since then, a lot of stuff <laughs> has gone down. Uh, Jughead, uh, how, do you, how does one even begin to describe Budding novelist Jughead. His father <laughs> is in jail. He's taken the fall for some of the crimes related to Jason Blossom's murder. Meanwhile, Cheryl Blossom uh, found out that her father did it. Her father hung himself, which revealed that there was a heroin wing Ring, excuse me, heroin yeah. ring. That no, it's a wing. A it's it's a heroin wing of their maple syrup business. Yeah, I mean that's actually that's true. Thank you for excusing. He me. used the wigs for hiding his heroin. Yeah, nope, that's not true. He, he used the maple syrup, but definitely wigged it up. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I mean, season two is going to be called Breaking Sticky. <laughs> so gross. Because they're uh, they're making drugs in their maple syrup. Right. Yep. And then also, uh, if you've ever read an Archie comic, you know that there's a little bit of a love triangle thing that goes on between Archie and Betty and Veronica, and that, as Justin suspected, perhaps fed this information by Max Riverdale Tyler, uh, that that, uh, (laughs) rears its head this episode. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, that was... So crazy. Where do you guys want to start? Because there was a lot of stuff going on in this episode. Pete, you're probably most excited about the fact that Betty gripped her hands really hard and uh, cut her fingernails into her palms again. Now, come on, guys. Betty had an amazing episode with the cutting herself and then the face-off with Mom. Like, when she did that power turn and gave her, like, the eyes, like, let's do this, Mom. I was like, oh, shit. It was fantastic. Pete, were you watching America's Next Top Model? Or were you watching the Riverdale season finale? I was watching. Come on, dude. You know what I'm talking about. You love a power. You love a power turn. I <laughs> you when they were at the kitchen table and she like whipped around and like had that like vicious look in her face. Like, oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I mean, there is so much to talk about. Maybe uh, we should do. Yeah, the the parents and the the blossoms, the sort of the simmering plot before we get into the Archie and Betty stuff. I think that's a good idea. I mean, that's yeah. where the episode starts is by revealing the heroin wing. Oh my God. That's crazy. Um, no, every, every bird has one heroin <laughs> wing <laughs> and one regular. Wing. Oh God. A heroin plot, I guess. Uh, Cheryl, to me, has been the most surprising breakout character of the season. We've talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but yeah. the way uh, Madeleine Petch, portrays her is great the it's emotional amazing. stuff that happens with her is great the bonds that she's forged with the characters particularly Betty and Veronica has been surprising and great as well um, and she decides to kill herself this episode which is kind of horrible and well I mean her mom kind of pushed her like her mom was so cold as ice like after the whole thing, like it was awful the way your mom treated her. Yeah, I mean, all we see of Mrs. Blossom is she's just completely unhinged, uh, has no, is not giving Cheryl any support. Yeah, doesn't care at all. 
And Cheryl, uh, before she attempts um, actual suicide in the river, she attempts social suicide by giving up the river vixens to Veronica. What are you, crazy? I can't believe you're focused on that after all the shit that went down this episode. She gives up her spider brooch to Jughead? Um, I think he's in the right mind. Oh, man. Yeah, after that, people should have been like on Suicide Watch after the brooch. and the, yeah. Well, in general, there doesn't seem to be a lot of support system going on in Riverdale. I feel like season two yeah. needs to introduce the school psychiatrist or something like that <laughs> Some because four kids out. everybody is out in the cold. They're like, Hey, your dad just hung himself. You know what? Be good. <laughs> Have yeah. a good time. We Be don't care. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Jughead, your dad is in jail. We're going to send you to the other high school on the bad side of Riverdale, which is something we should yeah. also probably get into. Oh, definitely. There's a real drop off in school quality from Riverdale <laughs> and the South side of Riverdale. Right. Oh, which okay. let's be fair is like a musical high school from dangerous minds or something like that. A hundred percent. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's up in that shit. Like oh. she's doing, she's <laughs> doing the Dylan Dylan contest, Dylan Thomas versus Bob Dylan. Like everyone's crushing it. Right. Well, uh, there's a teacher that's coming in there being like, I'm going to teach you guys about the original rap artist, Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I got to say, a Riverdale social services moves pretty fast where they're like, hey, Jughead, yeah. uh, your yeah. dad's in Paperwork's jail. Paperwork's done next week. What? Yeah, That's you're moving, not a thing. You're moving to the bad side of town tomorrow, motherfucker. Yeah, Pack your also, shit. Also, I did love how they shot it where it was like he's being surrounded by all the bad kids and then they rush in and Jughead's all like, What's up? Everybody loves me here. Yeah. Yeah. They have they have similar hats. Yeah. It, it was like sense. it's happy place. It was well, great. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is that like Riverdale High is supposed to be this sunny, wonderful school. This jughead in the show does not fit in there. And it totally makes sense that you'd be much happier on the South Side School. Um yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I why hope- don't you just leave me with the freaks, man? Because this guy's got a nose ring, and this guy's got dreads, and this guy's got, like, it was just very obvious. Oh, totally. But I kind of want to see them flesh that out more and also at some point see a map of Riverdale because how big is this place? <laughs> we, we talked about this in, like, the first or second episode. Like with- how, how much this is bothering you, the fact that you don't know the layout of the town. I mean, they, they described it. In the first episode is like, Riverdale, it's a tiny little town located somewhere. And over the course of the first season, it has a maple syrup empire. There are two completely full schools, one on the good side of town and one on the bad side of town. There's a nightclub that operates yeah, on weeknights and doesn't club. guard at all. Yeah. Not to mention everything else that's going on there. It's not actually a sleepy little town. It's like the size of Chicago. <laughs> Maybe Riverdale is Chicago. Yeah. I feel like maybe we got away from Cheryl a little bit. So let's Uh, get back to that. Let's talk about the scene where she... Just like like the town, we ignored Cheryl and we paid a price. (laughs) (laughs) We did. We did pay a price. Let's talk about the scene where she decides to join Jason because that that was a crazy scene. Uh, She goes out on the... I don't know if I would have put that together. What? To run. Because it was weird because, like, she was, like, laying on the bed, and I thought she was going to, like, 
she just meant I'm joining Jason like I'm going to kill myself in my house because she didn't have like outside attire on. So they were running to the lake. And I'm thinking in my head, no, guys, you got to be going to Cheryl's home. Right. Uh, Also, there's a misunderstanding on Cheryl's part because if she really wanted to join Jason, she would go to the basement of the White Worm and shoot herself in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. oh man, I wish you were there. You would be a great partner for Cheryl. Yeah. Hey Cheryl, real quick, real quick, I want to take you to the basement of the White Worm. Um, that was that was a that was a very sad, shocking, surprisingly realistic for the insanity of it scene where uh, Archie and the gang are wiping away the snow trying to find Cheryl as she's floating under the ice and Archie just punches through the ice. Yeah, he does. How would he you beat, He beat the shit out of that river. Oh my yeah. god. Uh how would you have handled that situation? What would you have done? Exactly. Well, I would like to back back up a little bit. I, something that keeps getting glossed over which is blowing my mind is he was during dealing heroin. Like heroin is running through Riverdale. Like what the fuck? That is crazy, right? Can we take it was a- only only Mustang was doing heroin. That's why he overdosed. <laughs> right. He had to buy up all the heroin. He was doing was every shit bit of it. On the heroin. Can yeah. we uh, take an even bigger step back and uh, talk about the fact that Jughead called uh, Mister Blossom hanging himself a cliffhanger? Oh wow. Yeah, that was a yeah, little. There's weird. a lot, a lot of meta commentary on, yeah. in this episode. I mean, you asked what we would do if yeah. we were in the river situation. Mm-hmm. I would, I would have dove into the ice hole. Would you? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the idea of finding them, like when it's like the currents got her, and Archie happens to find her, mm-hmm. and then he happens to punch through ice. Also, use your feet, Archie. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the two big things that I was thinking about were, one, use your feet to kick it in. And then the second thing, maybe all of them shouldn't have been on the ice after they said, yeah, well, yeah. this ice is unsteady. You can't. Yeah, that was driving me nuts. And they were all walking back with her together. I was like, that would have that would have caused it to go under so fast. Yeah. They should have Because they were by there. the other opening. Yeah. They should have sat there and elected a president of the ice. <laughs> And then the president, probably Archie. Archie. started running first, and I was like, good. One person go out, you know, maybe one at a time it. But, man, it was was intense. Well, they're in this whole gathering sequence, right, where it was Archie and Veronica, and they're like, oh, no, we have to go get Betty. And then they went and got Betty. And then they're like, oh, no, we have to get Jughead. And then they got Jughead. And they're like, now we need to get Cheryl. And then slowly they gathered everybody together. So they, they had to be with each other, you know? Yeah. Sure, sure, for the con- – yeah, it just didn't make any sense for all those people to be on the ice. No, it didn't make any sense, but they had to be together. <laughs> it also made sense why it was so wintry for the last, like, four episodes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they had to set up this ice, ice rescue. Yeah. Yeah, and in a way, they really broke the ice. Water. What? Would have just jumped in the water and they would have like swam out to her and pulled her out and it wouldn't yeah. have been as dramatic, I guess. No, Archie would have punched the water for a while. Yeah, he would have. You're <laughs> I right. mean, can't break through this goddamn water. Keep punching it. That is a classic Archie move. 
Yeah. He yeah. doesn't get how the world works. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, but uh, this leads to another big thing that happens with Cheryl, which she decides to live, and by living, she means burn Thornhill down yeah, while her mother screams at her. Um, I'm oh. really curious to see what's going to happen with Cheryl and the Blossoms next are, season. Are also, they going to be destitute? Like, are they going to be in the Southside School? What's going to happen? Uh, you can't just like after somebody kills themselves be like, okay, she's good. I'm gonna go like get it on with my boyfriend. You you have to watch her. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave her alone again. Who, Veronica? No, Cheryl. She almost. Yeah, but who has one. to watch her? Who are you saying has Anybody to watch? Anybody has to watch her. Anyone. Maybe, maybe her mom. No, that's a bad idea. That's where she was before. Andy, Pete, you you were the most down on Cheryl for this entire season. Now you're like, somebody help her. Somebody help Cheryl. Well, yeah, I mean, after, you know, she commits, like, almost commits suicide. I mean, come on. I'm going to side with Pete on this. Oh, I mean, I agree. I'm just saying it's um, unbelievable that Pete accused her of murder for weeks and weeks in a (laughs) row. And now he's like, hey. What's up with Cheryl? You know what was really interesting, I thought, in the scene was right before she jumps in the ice, she said, this is because Pete never believed in me. <laughs> yeah. It makes uh, a, lot, a lot of sense. How, when you guys heard her say, like, when mom was like, what's that smell? She was like, gasoline? I mean, I gasped. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, that was... I yeah, that was like so crazy. Uh, definitely in an episode full of crazy things, that yeah. was arguably the craziest. Now, Cheryl's plotline, as you mentioned, ties into and crosses over with Veronica's plotline. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on with Veronica. One, she her relationship with Archie is growing. Um, yep. They're growing closer together, but at the same time, she and her mother are growing apart. I thought the stuff with Hermione was real weird this episode, particularly yeah. because she's been so nice and so great across the board. And the second she hears Hiram, her estranged husband who's been in prison is coming back, she becomes ice cold again. How did you yeah. guys feel about this turn? It was yeah, no, awful. It, it was very surprising. But, I mean, it's interesting. It just shows that she um, is a bit duplicitous and has been this entire time. Mm-hmm. You, that's what you think? You don't think she's stealing herself for the return of Hiram, that she just needs to make herself cold and strong for when he's back? I mean, it seems that she does, but she didn't show an ounce of regret for any of her decisions. Yeah, it was bullshit, and she was doing stuff left and right that was so messed up. Yeah, I don't know playing. what duplicitous means, but like, I wasn't just playing Scrabble, but I just feel like that was uh, way out of character for her. Well, Pete, I just crushed you at Scrabble because duplicitous is worth 75 points. And the word you wrote, poo, is not worth very many at all. Yeah, well, at least people know what what my word means. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you got me there. Cool. Well, we should. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was going to say quit being so duplicitous, Pete. Nice. Uh, Fuck you, man. You know even know what I'm saying. No. Uh, but uh, I just think that, yeah, it was just really upsetting. And I felt real bad for Luke Perry and then very happy for him for sticking up for himself at the end, like see you tomorrow at work. So that was fantastic. It is cool, but it's also weird to be like, 
hey, fuck you. <laughs> see, see you at work tomorrow <laughs> where we well, work together. No, but that's what you got to do, though. I mean, she's pulling stuff. Like you said, it's a partnership. You can't be doing all this stuff without uh, talking to somebody. It's not a partnership. Yeah, now I feel bad about selling our stake in Comic Book Club to Hiram Lodge. Wait, what? what? Oh, sorry, I sold Comic Book Club to Hiram Lodge. Wait, oh. we have steak? Like, you can do stuff like that? Not actual, like, meat steak. <laughs> regular <laughs> steak. So, yeah, uh, I sold, uh, and that includes uh, this podcast, to Hiram Lodge. So we... Uh, Next season, we're going to be under the ownership of Hiram Lodge. Uh, I'm actually going to be working for the Southside Serpents next season. So, oh yeah, dude, they get they give away amazing jackets. It's worth it. Oh, sweet. Well, we're, we should. Why don't we talk about that? Should we keep talking about Jughead's plotline? We we touched yeah. on it briefly, but he. You know, he's dealing with his father being in jail. He's dealing with being sent to a foster family. And he kind of embraces his dark side, I think, by the end of yeah. this season. Yeah. Because, well, first off, he's yucking it up at the Southside Cafeteria yeah. with everybody who clearly, like, writes poetry in their spare time mm-hmm. and is destined to be in the Coney Island Freak Show, <laughs> uh, according to the episode. Uh, and then yeah, I, the serpents show up. He's about to have a sweet makeout sesh. Yeah, with Betty. Wait, wait. Let's back up the truck. So he has that talk with his dad, which I thought was really nice in jail. And then he uh, makes sure he's there for Betty for her big speech, which I thought was uh, pretty awesome of him because uh, he's got his cool friends now. But he still goes back to Betty. And then like, oh by the way, dual sex scene makeout thing going on, which kind of was a little creepy that was happening at the same time. But then like, you're going to stop. Like as soon as there's a knock at the door and it's just the serpents, cl- guys, I'm busy. Close the door. Like I couldn't believe that, that he was still talking with them after that. I mean, it's a fun gang. If they show yeah. up, you just take a second to deal with the gang stuff and mm-hmm. then get back to your sweet makeout session. Well, yeah. after he put on the jacket, that wasn't going to happen because it was like, hey, man, what are you doing right now? You're just uh, pledging your allegiance to the serpents. Uh, oh, maybe uh, think about this. Maybe talk it over. Maybe get back to making out with Betty. How many Pete, How many gangs have you been initiated into? Um, like two or three, probably. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Uh, oh, a half dozen at least. Because, I mean, totally. Like, I got a bunch of guys knocking on my door right now, and I should go deal with them, but I want to keep this sweet makeout sesh going on between the three of us. That's what I'm saying. You have your priorities straight where he yeah. didn't. Like, there's a knock at the door, and all of a sudden, it's like, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. All right, I'll sit here and talk to you. Like, I mean, that's no, a little different. You have more important things going on. Who cares who's at the door? I guess it's is what it your priority is, are, Pete. Is it hooking up with some chick, or is it finding it's your It's not true some chick. It's Betty. Yeah, but don't, Jughead knows their relationship is destined for failure. You can't say, I love you, and then be like, oh, wait. Some guy wants to give me a jean jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird how he said, I love jean jacket, too, too though. It was so upsetting. <laughs> it is crazy that Jughead's dropping L-bombs on Betty. And yeah. Betty's down. With it. 
Yeah, she was into what do, it. What do we think about that? I had a, I mean, like you said, Justin, that's not going to last, right? Uh, also, it was weird to Veronica throwing around the soulmate word when it comes to them, just because we know the only soulmate Betty has is Archie, and Archie has two soulmates who are Betty and Veronica, and Jughead is just not part of that equation. Well, that's in the comic books. That's not doesn't hold relevance here. We should talk about the TV show. I want to get back to the comic books for a second because we did get a very brief glimpse of Jughead's true love in this episode for the very first time when he ate a cheeseburger. Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say his dog, Hot Dog. (laughs) No, 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 no. He ate a cheeseburger in the episode for the first time in 13 episodes. Uh, That was huge. It wasn't in the second episode. There was a... Cheeseburger moment. I think he, he there was a cheeseburger near him, but he didn't eat it. He yep, hasn't eaten uh, a cheeseburger yet at all. Yeah, and that's that crazy. Was, that's yep. romance right there. Yeah, yeah. He saw it and he che- pursued it and he got it. He's the kind of guy. He's into cheeseburgers. He's into jackets. Girls, not so much. Well, I mean, and we also get the line when uh, Betty and Veronica and Archie and Jughead are hanging out at Pops where. Jughead in, in the narr- their narration was like, we drank many milkshakes that night. Yep. Which is not good for you. No. No, no it's not. I can but barely kids, handle They burn one. it off fast, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So many gangs they're initiated in. Yep. Uh, I feel like there was something else to say about the Jughead Betty stuff, but do we want to turn and talk about the Archie Veronica stuff? Uh, yes. Said. In a second, there was one other thing I wanted to say. Oh, we get... Um, we get a random save the cheerleader, save the town reference. Yeah. Did you guys catch that? A hero's reference? Yeah. No. Also, it's Scooby-Doo reference in the beginning, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. Um, but uh, Archie and Veronica, what do you think about that relationship? They, uh, they totally do it. They're sleeping on separate beds this time. I, I, yeah, I like I, she was like, keep it quiet, Arch. <laughs> you walking. know, he's, he's a loud boy. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about it? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened to your voice? <laughs> what? What, are you, what are you talking about? I don't know, man. Your voice changed when you were you were. What talking. was I talking? I, I, you were I talking know. about Archie and Veronica, and you yeah. said what you felt about it. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Man, that's the sort of voice I use when I see a real nice jean jacket. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I get it, man. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, all these relationships are doomed for failure, but I think it is nice that everybody is moving forward. You don't with know anyway. that, man. I you don't know that. do know that because I've watched television before. <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, let's track that whole thing. We get uh, Archie and Veronica go public. In front of uh, Betty and Jughead. I like how they kept checking in with her. Yeah. yeah. But what do you think? Is it, it seemed to me in the context of the episode, she says she's fine with it several times. So I think in the context of the episode, she's fine with it. But I can't see a world where Betty is actually fine with it. Well, I think she's trying to convince herself that she's fine with it right now. But also, when Archie was like, I always kind of thought we, and she was quick to be like, shut up, don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was a big tell, that she's not ready to admit kind of uh, the feelings that she's trying to bury, maybe. Well, well I mean, I, I got to say, based on the episode, I don't think Betty didn't show any feelings for Archie. 
Like uh, she was, there was Archie, Archie was the one. Like after the song, they made eye contact right away before his speech. Like there was extra long glances a little bit back and forth, I felt like. I just think Archie was the one keeping that door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I mean, that's classic, actual classic Archie, that as soon as he gets the girl, he's always looking in the direction of the other girl. Yeah, that guy fucks around. He does. Someone's got to get him under control. Yeah, um, he needs like somebody who's maybe like a little older, maybe like a, a teacher type, like a music teacher type, to really teach uh, him the ropes of a relationship. I think that uh, would be I, I, Speaking of music... When he was punching the ice, I started to celebrate because I was like, yes, he's not going to do a song later. His hands messed up. It's a perfect excuse not to get a depressing Archie song. Here's one big thing that I will say about season two, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about our hopes for season two in a moment. They got to stop pushing Josie and the Pussycats to the side. Uh, yeah, that's like that, what? Why? Why? Yeah, that's so frustrating. Like we have real musical talent there, but we got to suffer through Archie. Oh my God, that was also that whole musical number that Josie and the Pussycats were forced to the side. Uh, Val is kind of like, kind of playing but not playing, and Veronica is just standing there, not singing next to the Pussycats. That was atrocious. That was terrible. I, felt I mean, the song Val, was fine, at, but Val, I was like, man, she looks like she's really upset about this. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, the camera didn't even like focus on Val. <laughs> she was what an ignored plot thread throughout. Yeah, super uh, sad. But, uh, I'd I also, agree. I, I feel like the Pussycats should have rocked a, a number. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that would have been much better. I would have much rather seen that. Uh, this is my in the middle of the scene. My wife turned to me and said, "This is the worst jubilee I've ever seen." <laughs> and I know you guys go to a lot of Jubilees. Oh my god, we're big Jubal heads yeah. yeah Well, I gave the the same speech that Betty gave At the Riverdale Jubilee I gave it the New York Jubilee Oh, did you? Long. For the 75th yeah. anniversary of New York? Yep, that's when I, I called out All the great New Yorkers that I saw mm-hmm. I also heard that everybody booed you At the end instead of clapping I mean, that's true Yeah, yeah. It didn't that's make a lot of sense out of context yeah. Well, it's hard. There's a lot more New Yorkers, so it's hard to like name all the good New Yorkers. That's mm-hmm. true. But like I said, I gave the same speech, so I was like, "Hey, Jughead's a great New Yorker." I wanted somebody in the middle of Betty's speech to be like, "You know, there's adults who live in this town too, right?" <laughs> there's a lot of other people other than people who go to this high school. <laughs> also, like, "Hey, lady, this town's been around for 75 years, and you're just talking about stuff that happened like yesterday." Yeah. <laughs> the that whole thing—that's one of my least favorite favorite tropes on TV—is somebody giving such a specific speech about the plot that's happened in the movie or the TV show, and yeah. everybody in the crowd is like. Yes, I am intimately familiar with the events that have transpired over the past week yeah. or so. Yeah. Clap, clap, That's, clap, clap, clap. Like certainly he's just like an old man who works the library who's like, What? What's what's all this hubbub? <laughs> I agree. Kevin Keller is Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. FP, that's someone's name? That's just two random letters. Hold on, his son's name is Jughead? That seems made up. <laughs> Let me guess, he has a daughter named Jelly Bean. He does, actually. No, that's not true. Uh, no, no, that's true. 
Um, all right. Well, so we made fun of Betty. We made fun of Veronica. We made fun of Archie. Anybody else we need to make fun of, or have we pretty much uh, covered the episode at this point? This isn't making fun. This is pithy commentary about prestige television. Yeah, like wow. uh, twisting the nipples a little bit. Oh, uh, I did want to say um, it's funny. I mean, it, when uh, Alice Cooper was talking about how she gave up her secret son to adoption to the same church that keeps funneling these high school babies yeah. for adoption. What's going on with these ladies? Yeah, I know. That place is getting creepier and creepier. Well, let's talk about that. There's heroin running in and out, and there's a baby scam going on where babies <laughs> are just running in and out of town. It is there's a lot of smuggling going on. Yeah. I'm starting to think this town doesn't have pep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 really. I completely agree. This town cannot be claimed as a town with pep. I don't know. I think probably the heroin gives them a lot of pep. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like pep is more of a cocaine side effect. Sure, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm... I misrepresented heroin again. Yeah, I know. Man, you got to do more. You got to do more of it. Yeah. You don't quite get it. As, as a leader in the profitable heroin lobby, I'm really not doing my job very well. Uh, let's talk about The Secret Brother because that's a big bomb that's dropped probably for next season. Uh, what do you think is going on there? Who is Betty's secret brother? I don't know. It was so, there were so many things being thrown at me. I was like, I can't believe there's a secret brother on top of all the shit that's happening. It was almost like laughable at that point. And they just dealt with it for two seconds. I have a secret yeah. brother. Anyways. Um, I got to think it's uh, Jason Blossom. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> this town's into incest. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I don't think uh, – I feel like that's something we will, we will deal with or address mm-hmm. in the second season. Yeah. Is there somebody from the comics that can be? I, I was kind of drawing a blank on that. I don't think so. I mean the comics don't deal with a lot of secret uh, family members. Right. There's uh, Sabrina's boyfriend who I'm blanking on the name of who has blonde hair and is kind of a jock when they – Veronica says, I bet your brother is a blonde Adonis. Um, so he might fit the bill. I'm forgetting his character's name, but maybe him when he shows up. And that's another thing. I mean, I know we're not quite talking about the cliffhanger at the end here, not the literal cliffhanger at the beginning, but the cliffhanger at the end. Um, but Sabrina doesn't show up and Hiram doesn't show up, which was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah. You were saying that that was definitely going to happen. No, Hiram was the dude at the end in the mask. Oh, is that okay? Well, let's talk about that. So, Fred gets shot by a burglar at Pops at the end. All right, wait to back the fuck up yeah. before we fucking deal with this bullshit of a fucking thing. You throw a fucking Pete. What the? That was uh, made me so angry. All right, first off, like the <laughs> moment where Archie's looking at himself in the mirror, smiling. I'm like, you piece of shit. What are you doing right now? Why are we focused on this? And then when I realize what's happening and then when your dad shakes your head at you, don't do that. Sure. This isn't a time where you disobey your father. Like there is a fucking dude with a gun. What are you doing, Archie? You he was going to punch through the ice of the guy. That is so stupid. That was so stupid. 
You don't bum rush somebody with a fucking gun. Like, oh, I could not believe that. Harvey Kinkle. That's her boyfriend. Nice. There you go. Maybe Wait, it's did Harvey. You listen, did you listen to Pete's rant, or are you too busy binging the answer to that? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, actually, I found out. Did you guys know that uh, Paul Feig was a main character on Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the first season? <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I didn't know that. That's very no, strange. Yeah, that's so really weird, right? Luke Perry gets shot. And nobody gives a shit except me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I was listening. Obviously, everybody gives a shit. What are you talking about? That's the big cliffhanger at the end of the episode. You don't give a shit at all. We haven't was, even talked about it yet. You just, I am not. I, I said we should talk about the cliffhanger, season. and then you interrupted me to say, whoa, back up. Let me explain why I'm upset at you guys yeah, for not talking about Yeah, but then you started the talking about other TV shows and other bullshit, like we're not dealing with Luke Perry's death right now. No, Alex, Pete's right. I was rooting for the guy in the mask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was honestly rooting for the gun. Yeah. Uh, come on, gun. Please go off. Shoot one of those Andrews. Uh, Let's hope this guy's going to rob Pops for the 75 cents in the cash register. <laughs> hey, I, I, all I'm saying is Luke Perry better not be dead. Uh, no, that, that dude's dead. Yeah, you think Luke Perry is dead? His contract's up. No, Lou Perry cannot be dead. He's got to go back and do Beverly Hills 90211. Ooh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, all right, well, let's... Do you guys I, think he's dead or not? I don't think he's dead. No, I think he's coming back next season. Um, okay. It's funny, there's another show, and I'm forgetting what it was, but there was a showrunner who was planning on doing a very similar, like, somebody gets shot at the end of the season thing. And then they said, no, nah, you know what? Let's not do that because it's going to be resolved immediately when you come back at the beginning of the season. So it feels like a false anything, like there's no repercussions for it. And I feel like the same thing here. You know, Luke Perry got shot and then we opened season two with he's in the hospital being like, I'm totally fine. But now I can't run my construction business and Hiram is back. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, but that's why I feel also, like, I mean, let me throw this out there. Uh, if I think maybe he he is going to be dead, and Sabrina, the teenage witch, is going to be there to conjure uh, up a little ghost, Luke Perry. <laughs> you think in next season Luke Perry is going to be a ghost Fred Andrews for the entire season? Maybe it's a vision that Archie has. I'm not saying it's definite, but that's an interesting uh, thing. How about the fact that I immediately thought of the comic Archie comic when uh, when somebody was uh, shot, and where Archie almost died, and I really was hoping that Archie was the one shot. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, maybe he'd get shot in his other hand so he could really stop playing music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it, Archie's guitar has been shot. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We give him this kazoo instead, and he's amazing at it, and everybody loves hearing him play kazoo. All right, uh, before we wrap up, I think we should sub out who killed Jason Blossom since I'm done with that, and instead, who shot Fred Andrews? I don't know if that's going to be the big mystery for the next season, but Justin, you already threw out your guess. Yeah. Hiram. Uh, Pete, do you have a guess? Who do you think? Who shot Fred Andrews? Um, I don't think it's anybody we know. But they say it's somebody we know, didn't they? Uh, they did sort of allude. I mean, 
I feel like they alluded pretty hard that it was someone that Hiram paid. And uh, I got to think, I got to stick with my usual suspicion and say it's Jughead. Oh, stop with the Jughead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it's, uh, what's his name, Mercedes? Was, it, was that the guy? Who? Mercedes? Mustang? Mercedes? Mustang. It's Mustang. He, Sabrina brought him back to life as a ghost zombie, oh. and he shot him. Well, well, what if it's the teacher there? Grundy? Yeah. Yeah, it's Grundy. Mr. Weatherby? I mean, perhaps more seriously, <laughs> I think the, the the choice is, is it Hiram Lodge? Is it Hermione Lodge, mm. who is continuing her descent into evil and um, aiming to shoot Fred Anders to get the stake in the company? Yeah. I, I wonder about Hiram, though, just because that's the most straightforward thing that could happen. One thing that I wonder is maybe it's a character we haven't met yet. You know, there's that casual I think detail. That's what it is. There's that casual detail dropped in where Fred mentions that he had a DUI back in the day. What if, you know, he ran over somebody? What if he hit and killed somebody and that's like the kid's dad? But how coming? would they know that he was there at Pops? The only place they ever go is Pops. It is what so easy to find people. What there. about the, you know, the white rhino or whatever it is? There's a lot. Of <laughs> the white worm. Yeah. Fred Anders doesn't go to the white worm. No. He just you goes to Pops and has so many milkshakes. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll find out more about that next season. But for the last time this season, Betty or Veronica? Justin, Betty or Veronica? Oh, man. What a tough call. I guess I'm going to have to go with. Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> always, always Veronica. Yeah. Whoa. Uh Pete, what about you? <sighs> Betty or Veronica? Betty all day, er day. This was a fantastic episode for Betty. She killed it. I don't even know why you would consider Veronica after this episode. Yeah. Pete, all Betty all Betty did was give a bunch of the, the same speech over and over again that was all about FP. Oh, dude, she had a fight with her mom, stood up for herself, really got things out on the table. Uh, and also, she had a better sex scene than... Uh, <laughs> You're insane. She no didn't way. have a sex scene. She they both was, did. They both had, like, their makeout scene or whatever. But, like, no, no, Betty's was so much hotter, dude. What are you talking about? Betty's scene was interrupted. All she did was, like, be like, Jughead, don't put that bad... Oh, they were, like, running into furniture and stuff. It was definitely more passionate than the quiet shh i'm gonna put this bag over your head sex that uh archie what Veronica were having <laughs> what are you talking about it was weird there it was weird we were I different people was better yeah you i know, don't say the all day i don't think anybody put a bag over anybody else's head i was, added that part. oh you added, added that yeah mm. mm. what um, else have you added what else have you added <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to, this surprises me. I'm going to go with Veronica. Yeah. I thought for sure you'd say Cheryl. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Veronica just because I think Betty right now is not being true to herself. I think she does harbor feelings for Archie and she is instead going all in on Jughead, which is the wrong move. Meanwhile, Veronica, regardless of Archie or anything, is being pretty straight up with everybody. She is helping Cheryl. She also stood up to her mother. Um, she's going after Archie. Yeah. She was honest. Really with helpful Betty. with Cheryl, dude. She immediately left Cheryl when Cheryl needed her. Well, she got to, you know, 
get her bone on. <laughs> so, Alex, Alex, that's a great choice, but um, I choose Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the first season of our Riverdale podcast. I think uh, we're going to keep it going for a little while, right? We're going to try to do, at some point, a review of To Riverdale and Back Again, the 1990s TV movie. Also, we all have not seen Josie and the Pussycats, the movie, uh, so we're going to review that. And also, Archie has been publishing a regular Riverdale comic, so... We'll probably wait until the first trade or the first six issues come out of that, and then we'll do a review as well, all leading into the blockbuster second season of Riverdale. If you guys would like to support the show and other shows that we do, um, we're actually currently doing an American Gods podcast, and upcoming we're going to be doing a Preacher podcast, as well as our regular live show that we do in New York every Tuesday. Go to patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun prizes and other things that help us support these shows. What else do we want to plug? Pete. Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about amazing guests we have on our shows. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you back here all day, all day. <laughs>